Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, oh, no, Danny. Was, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the master of ceremonies, Matt. I'm drinking water. Stay hydrated, folks. Thanks. <laughs> hydrate or dihydrate. Hydrate or dihydrate Steph is yeah. here also with us. Um, what up? <laughs> this is our first bonus episode of the new year, and what better way to open it than with the first horror movie of the new year? Uh, Megan. Megan. Yeah. Megan. <laughs> Yes! We all did it. Clapped. We did it. You we knew it had to happen at least once. Yeah. Like. It has to be up top. Um, so everybody's probably heard of Megan at this point. Uh, we just heard about how uh, it got shifted down to a PG-13 rating because of uh, how viral it got on TikTok. Well, yeah, it's been, it did really well with its viral marketing, which also happened with last year's Smile, mm-hmm. which advertised at a bunch of baseball games yeah. and now snapchat filters and everything yeah now megan decided to just go full-on new york and sent out a bunch of like look-alikes that was weird i it saw some of those weird. videos that was very strange but the movie having been out for just over a week now yeah um has done very well financially it was a 12 million dollar budget and it made 40 million worldwide mm-hmm. its opening weekend and that's just the start jason yeah. blum is very happy yeah jason blum <laughs> Like, we talked on the podcast before that Blumhouse has this uh, emerging like subgenre of movies that also serve as kind of like Black Mirror mm-hmm. type episodes where they take technology as like the the fulcrum of where the horror comes from, and this one has a lot of parallels. Literally, to... the first like thirty minutes of this yeah. movie were a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, like yeah, that's straight up. all I could think of. And Not to say that that's a bad thing. Like, no, yeah, it's it's Black Mirror is great. Black and Mirror the, is one of those shows that's scary because it's like, you can, this like, is yeah, going to happen. Too someday. real. Like, yeah, it's scary because it's too real. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, I, as a rule, I don't usually watch Black Mirror because the episodes I watch just make me depressed as fuck. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch it anymore. And this is like an episode of Black Mirror that doesn't make you depressed because it still kind of makes fun of itself. No, because it's... it's <laughs> Kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure everyone out there has probably seen or heard of this movie because of the virality of the uh, Android. Is it an? It's an AI. What was the ad? The fucking. Uh, Oh, what the actual the actual like it yeah, it's like something. Danny's searching his brain. Mo- it's like right it's now like Model Three, Model something. Three generative Android. Yes, so, so it is an Android. Yes, yeah, so it's with like, an AI integration mm-hmm. that it essentially had to learn how to be more like a human and more helpful. Yeah, like in modern day, we are seeing not these specific type of androids, but like there are AI powered androids out there that like mm-hmm. the ones that get uh, like put on talk shows and stuff that like. Yeah. Don't look like a person, but like they can emote a little bit and they can speak and they can learn from conversations. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's how they develop personalities is by talking to people. And nine times out of ten, when that happens, usually it's because it's on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Reddit people just deliberately corrupt Uh, the AI to be like, wouldn't it be funny if it was evil? No, it's not. No, it's bad. It's bad. (laughs) It's bad. Um, but it's better that uh, the mo- the bots just become, like, racist than, like, murderous. Fair. Um, <laughs> I mean, ideally neither, but you're right. I mean, yeah, but we're gonna live in a world where humans are like, look at this perfect advancement of science, let's just shit on it. Yeah. Um, and kind of in the same vein, 
as Megan this apparently $100,000 piece of hardware. The very first thing that this child teaches it is how to do TikTok dances. Mm -hmm. Because that's the youth of today. That's the state of social media. Let's talk about it. I'm just kidding. That was the point in the trip. So funny thing is like the way that I learned about this movie was I was watching YouTube Mm -hmm. and it was an ad that popped up because, you know, you can't watch a YouTube video without having ads every 35 seconds. And so it, and I was about ready to skip and then I was like, wait a second. So I, I got intrigued and so I wound up watching the trailer and then it was like this whole setup and then she starts doing the the dancing and the dance and then I was yeah, like and what nobody... is this movie trying to be <laughs> that was the thing because I remember uh, like they announced it back last summer in, in like 2022 um, that like James Wan is going to be producing it. this movie and um, the writer from Malignant wrote it yeah which is. Fun fact, I just watched Malignant for the first time about a month ago. It's James James Wan's wife wrote that movie. Okay. So he directed that movie, she wrote it, she's also in it for a little bit. And I remember when I was watching it, because I'm like, Malignant's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, it was really, really good. And I remember looking up, like, like, who made this? And I figured out, like, half the crew was making Megan. So, like, Malignant happened... It was like a sleeper hit. It, it mm-hmm. came out in theaters, but I think it was like right at the end, kind of, of quarantine, like before Wait, they it were... was summer 21, right? Yeah, like or so it, spring, it, so it didn't still get up early. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like movie theaters, I think, were starting to open back up. Yeah, like they were, they were only really rolling the dice on like smaller studio movies. So like Blumhouse and a lot of horror movies were coming out, but like mm-hmm. not much else for a while. But as soon as they came out with this, they started to work on Megan. Um... The AI looks really gross. Not like bad, but like that kind of uncanny like, valley. It's got that like uncanny valley that like makes it feel like it could be like this in real yeah. life if it were, but it would make you uncomfortable to like look at it, which it does for the characters in the movie, which is I yeah. think smart. Yeah. Some people are actively terrified just seeing Dude, it. Dude, my father, when I went to go see this movie, was like, you're going to go see that creepy doll eye movie. Like, he specifically talks about the eyes. Because mm-hmm. it does look very much like a person, like really good video game graphic type. But the eyes are too big. And they're like too detailed. Because well, most of it was a on-set performer, and then they just had a mask on them yes. so that they could kind of fix it in post to make it a little more glossy Yeah, because she's played real. by, like, a nine-year-old girl. Yeah, Not the voice, though. The voice is a woman, but yeah. the, the body is an actual, like, nine- or ten-year-old girl. Oh, yeah, and the voice actress had her voice go through a couple layers yeah. of, like... That was a weird deterioration thing. Sometimes almost. she would be clear, and other times it would be, like... It would or, change. That's what. That's one of the weird things about that this. That was just unnerving. Yeah. <laughs> the whole idea of Megan in this movie, and I kind of wish I could see that really deep cut, like that dark one that you were talking about, the R-rated cut, the before, R-rated it, cut. before they're like, wait, just like make the doll dance all weird and like teenagers will come see us. They're like, hey, it worked. <laughs> it did. But that being said, I do want to see how dark they take it because... Mm-hmm. Unlike another very popular AI movie that came out in the last couple of years, the remake of Child's Play, the AI in Megan doesn't like learn wrong to become evil. Yeah, it doesn't have its inhibitions taken away. Right. It just never had any, and it learns yeah. that. It does like an Ultron, where like as soon as humans forget that it's really smart, it takes advantage of that and becomes evil. 
and better than you. Yeah, and then, well, at everything. Basically. Megan doesn't really need to be better than many people because the people that she are trying to, to stop her, <laughs> which is not hard. <laughs> like with peace and love, it's not hard to outsmart her. She's a very like smart like developer. She makes all these very advanced robotic systems and AI, but like can't do much else. Yeah, she's not a very competent adult. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't fix the hole in her fence to keep the dog on the other side. I mean... Like, that, you just need a piece of wood and two nails. Yeah, I mean, she can't even effectively, like, lie to her boss. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's a... Like, millennials are great at that. Like, we're, we're really good at faking what we're doing at work. But, like, her boss... Like, her, the character that her is her boss, he's so fucking funny. Because he comes in... And he's like, he works at a robotics company, so like, he's not phased by how weird well, these things are. It's more a toy like. company than a robotics company. I mean, that's true. For, from his perspective. That's true. That's Because, like, Gemma views it very much from the, like, programming aspect. Right. He's just like, he's the we marketing need to get the guy. toys out. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it was, it's a toy company and they're just in the robotics department, or am I? Incorrect? That might that be the case. Be well, yeah, thing. like, modern <laughs> toys, obviously, the more technological. Because the very beginning. So. Yeah, that like weird Who got curvy thrown thing? off when the movie started with, with the, the commercial? Oh, just like God. Child's Play. I was did. like, I'm sorry, like what? I'm like, did, did the movie just like cut? And am I watching, like again, am I watching a YouTube video where like it just <laughs> got an ad because they did all the previews and they did all the, and then it starts with a commercial for like essentially a Furby with an iPad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, because it's supposed to be a commercial for their toy. They're like the new Forever Pets. Forever Pets. It's so funny. It's called, yeah. <laughs> like the way they market it is like Forever Friends. Your pet one day will die. So like, why not have a pet that won't? And I'm like, is this really the ad they went with? <laughs> I say, like, who approved this in marketing? Did Gemma make this ad? Because it doesn't make a whole lot of like. You know what though? I do sense. have to say like. They, they were very on brand for, like, toy commercials in, like, the early to mid-2000s. Oh, yeah. very mid-2000s. It's 100%. Even down to, like, oh, the yeah. little asterisks things they have in, like, fine print yeah. at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Images Just enhanced like or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Without it actually being Hasbro, yeah. of course. Has been. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That should have been their thing, but like when Megan drops it, like Hasbro, more like funky. Yes. Yeah, with an eye, because they straight up. Because you can't be funky. (laughs) It can't. Okay, so Blumhouse didn't make Child's Play, but Universal did, Mm -hmm. and Blumhouse is a subsidiary of Universal. So maybe because like what we've always talked about was that that movie, Child's Play, gets a lot of undue shit. Child's Play 2019, right? The the remake of Child's Play. Gets a lot of undue hate, simply because, because it's Chucky. Yeah, just because it's it's called Child's Play, right? And it doesn't have to do with the iconic franchise, right? If it were called literally anything else, like we've talked about, if it was just called Buddy, yeah, it would have been more graciously accepted because it is so different. This is the only. It's it's been so long since I've seen it, but isn't the only real connection to it that it's a good guy doll? Is it even a good guy? No, doll? it's a buddy doll. Yeah, the only things that connect it is it, his name is Chucky, okay. and the kid's name is Andy. That's true. Those are about the and there's Detective what's his putts. Yeah, whatever. Whoever <laughs> Prince Humperdinck was in, in Child's Play. Those in are the only things that keep the two together other than the name Child's Play and the fact that Universal wanted to use the name to well, have that's, marketability. They specifically did that. So it was like they had a really good idea for a movie 
and they just slapped Child's Play as a brand on it, and that killed it. And yeah. in their mind, they were thinking that was going to save it. When re- evidently, all they needed to do was just call it Megan, and it would have been really good. <laughs> Letter Like, yeah, not to say, again, not to say that Megan is bad. No. Not at all. To the contrary. I don't know if I would go that far. I, I would say it was good, at the very least. Yeah, I think, because Steph and I were talking about it uh, earlier on. Where... I'm sorry, right now I'm thinking about Mark Hamill singing Bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> that was the very first question that I texted Danny before. Uh, and now I can't get that out of like, my head. <laughs> as I was walking out of the movie, I texted Danny, like, which would you rather, Megan singing creepily composed AI songs to you at inappropriate times, or Mark Hamill singing the buddy song from your closet in the middle of the night unprompted and you I, said I Megan. Sta- no i said oh you did i said oh. buddy because at least you know the song at <laughs> yeah. least it's not gonna like surprise you what it is that's true right it's not gonna be like for some reason like a weird owl song like out of like just, like i, I thought it would be good it if she started singing amish, amish paradise, paradise. <laughs> like, why was that the song i was gonna think of according to your geolocation like according to your geolocation, you've been around Amish people for a while. I thought you might like this, Danny. <laughs> Ugh, stop it, Megan. <laughs> you've been doing a lot of math recently. Here's white and nerdy. <laughs> See, that's the thing. As the movie goes on and she gets like more and more of an attitude, mm-hmm. she gets like mean. Like she she'll does. roast, she'll roast you like in that same way where she's like, "Oh, I think." That I mean, you that's the whole like, like climax of the film when she's beating the shit out of Gemma and she's just straight up roasting her yeah. the whole time yeah. that I, she's doing it. Further like, going off with the weird Albert, she would be, she would be like smacking Gemma and then go like, "You've been gaining some weight. Here's fat." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in to bring up us for like the fifth time today. <laughs> Uh, where, like, the tethered are breaking into Elizabeth Moss's family's house, mm-hmm. and she's like, Alexa, call the police, and it's, like, playing, playing the fuck police. the police. Yeah. <laughs> As they're getting murdered, NWA is just playing, <laughs> like, oh no, I've made a horrible mistake. Uh-huh. So, one of the other weird things that I think you can bring up between, like, AI slasher movies is um, the corrupt Black Mirror-esque nature of AI. Mm -hmm. Is like, is it just going to learn to be terrible by talking to humans because humans are terrible? Or is it just because it's so much more intelligent that it can exploit humans easier and it chooses to do that for some misguided sense of, I can protect this child. Well, yeah, it's all about its own perception of protection. Right. Because it's... reaches a point where it does whatever it thinks is necessary to protect whatever its objective is. In both of these movies' cases, it is a child. Yeah, Peace in Our Time from fucking Age of Ultron. It's the same thing. Peace in Our Time. (laughs) Um, But, like, in this movie specifically, it's dealing with not only the physical um, protection of the child, but also the emotional protection, because she's coming straight out of, like, the worst of grief. Yeah, so the movie begins with, um... This little girl, Katie, who's played by... What is the actress's name? It's the little girl who plays Nell in The Haunting of I want to say House. Violet, but that's her name from Doctor Sleep. I think it might be Violet, though. It might, I think might actually like be Violet, Violet McGraw. Violet but, McGraw. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. But, um, Where did you guys go? It was fantastic. Yes. But yeah, so she and her parents are driving... They're going on a ski trip, yeah. I think, and they get stuck in a snowstorm. Mm. And you know her parents are kind of bickering because like, the weather's getting really bad and stuff, and... 
you know, they're debating about pulling over and they wind up getting hit by a snowplow yeah. mm-hmm. and um, both her parents Die. pass away in the yeah. crash. So now she's an orphan and she is now being put in the care of her mom's sister, um, Gemma, yeah. Yeah. who we've Played talked by about. Allison Williams. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> I was very glad to see her play a very different type of character. Than Get Out. Than Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> she was in another one, I can't remember, like right at the same time as Get Out, I can't remember... Uh, but yeah, just the way that this character is written, it's almost like we talk about like horror movies making like good decisions being like what probably brings a lot more people in. Uh, Gemma doesn't make a lot of good decisions, uh, or have a lot of her shit together, but But it's it's, so she can learn. Right. It's, but it's, it's so clearly laid out Mm -hmm. that as we're learning about the type of person she is. Megan is too, yeah. and Megan is also gathering all this data so that when it's not like in the this inevitability, but upon the like, uh, what's the stupid term that they always use? The singularity, um, gotcha. when like AI becomes like, why do I need humans? Yeah, like when she reaches that point of like her prime directive like shifts, she is able to utilize all that data she's collected to exploit. Someone's so laughably prepared for the situation. Mm-hmm. I roasted her a lot when I watched this because I'm like, I can't. This tell. should not be that hard. Well, like <laughs> when it first started, and there was that whole little like kind of aside where um, the therapist was talking to Jim and being like, <laughs> "Well, I mean, her grandparents on the other side, on uh, her father's side, have offered to like take her yeah. in," and I was like, "Oh my god." This is going to become the plot of, like, The Art of Racing in the Rain or any dog movie <laughs> exactly. where one of the parents passes away. I was like, oh, this is going to go full dog movie. Luckily, it doesn't. Yeah. And, like, we never meet those grandparents. But... Katie doesn't go live on a farm. Yeah. No, I bet, doesn't I bet go in the Florida. I bet in the hard R cut, Megan kills them. <laughs> yeah, they show up to try to yeah, take Katie away. They're like, you should get rid of that doll. It's bad. And she's like, I have to, de- I have to stop them. I have to kill them now. Oh, well, now you must die. <laughs> yeah. They do and have that, like, whole bit with... The, the psychologist is used to very strange effect. Just to kind of point out how terrible Matt's Gemma psychology is. psychology corner time. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying she's used to an interesting way mm-hmm. in that it's mostly to just outline how, like, inept Gemma is as, like, a caregiver, mm-hmm. why those things are, and for some weird reason also, like, it's completely unrelated... Why are all of her therapy sessions in the observation room at the fucking company? That's, like, completely unethical. (laughs) There's, like, cameras in there. That's not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't matter, but it does, like, show that the the psychologist is not really concerned very much with Katie. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is just one of many people... Well, until Katie, like, smacks the shit out of Gemma. Then she's really concerned, and that's when Gemma's like, can you please go away so we can talk? (laughs) But, like, for someone in Katie's position, there should be a lot of people caring for her, and she's got nobody doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, when Gemma has that problem, she thinks about it like she approaches every other problem, where she's like, well, if I just created a thing that did that for me, mm-hmm. and she did it so well, Acc- that she, kind like... Of accidentally, too. Yeah, it's yeah. like... It's like, um, there's a, remember that weird, uh, Apple TV show by M. Night Shyamalan that kind of, I think, has to do with, like, dead kids and, like, parents not getting over it? It's, it's with, uh, Rupert Grint. 
Okay. But like every time I would see, tri- it was the same thing. I'd get like YouTube ads for the show, and it was like they would have like fake facsimiles of like babies that had like been stillbirthed, oh. and like families would get like creepily attached to them. And in the same vein as like Megan, where they're like sometimes like part of the grief process is like being able to like let go, mm-hmm. and because Megan's never gonna die. And only helps her more and, like, gives her everything she could possibly need. Like, maybe it's more unhealthy for her to have something like that. Well, yeah, like, she'll never have a reason or a chance to grow up. Yeah, like, Megan won't ever leave her. Megan won't ever get sick of her. She learns her trauma. Like, that that whole scene at the first demonstration of Megan to that whole board of directors is, like, oh, the best scene. that made me so uncomfortable, but it was so good. It was also so uncomfortable because, like, I know it's going to turn. I know she's going to start killing people. But, like, it, they, they, they bring Katie into this room where she doesn't want to fucking be in because she's still dealing with the losses of her parents. So, like, she's not at all, well, this like, is right ready after she this. Well, also think... just got attacked by the dog. Yeah. That's true, too. So yeah. it's her first violent... Thing that happened since she's the processing accident. a lot of shit and no one's listening. Well, and to I think her. they bring up also that she hasn't really grieved. No, she hasn't, she hasn't done. She hasn't really anything. had time or space to like openly. Yeah, she's never been like able she. To talk you know, about like the it, first yeah. night she was there, yeah, she was like crying when she went to bed, but she hasn't really. And Gemma didn't engage with her, and she she hasn't really had been able to talk about it. She hasn't been able to, and so they have this whole. They're doing a demonstration. Like Gemma has presented the the project to her boss and he's like he's immediately on yeah. it and so he calls in like their board of directors because he's like we got to get this like on the books we gotta get this so happening. he's ASAP. like can we yeah. and he's like can you know because um megan's whole thing is that she gets imprint like katie imprints on her yeah it's a one-to-one so, yeah it's a one-to-one thing i mean like Gemma also kind of has like it because she created it but like yeah, the secondary like, parental controls megan will megan is like you know katie is megan's primary like Caregiver, essentially, like, yeah, like, so she can, you know, she commit. Megan is like, you know, her protector. Katie is her most important thing. Yeah. So they're going to do this whole demonstration, and he's like, you know, can you bring Katie in so we can see how Megan, like, interacts with her? And it starts, and Katie just, the first thing she does is just immediately breaks down and cries. And this poor little eight-year-old girl is just like, I'm afraid I'm going to start forgetting my parents. And, like, it's just terrible. This, this movie... I'm like, wait, this is Megan we're talking about, saying, right? Like, the movie, weird fucking kooky robot dance movie. This movie hits really hard on grief and how to deal with grief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a very interesting movie to see when you're in grief. Yeah. Um, and it, it just is so interesting to see things, like, verbalized in it and seeing how a android would effect, effectively try to support someone... Yeah. Going through grief versus how a human would try to do it, which yeah. you finally get to see Gemma do near the end of the movie yeah. Yeah. when she finally realizes how to be a person again. Right, something an android can never learn how to yeah. do because it's well, always going to look. Because Megan's solve whole thing problems. is that she tells no. Katie, she's like, "Tell me, tell me a story about your parents." So Katie tells a story about when her mom like found a cockroach and like freaked out, yeah. and then Megan shows that she recorded that. You know, Katie telling that whole story, and she's like, "I can keep this for you." So, like, I don't it's know. I don't remember if she really, yeah. Now. But so, like, I don't remember if she really like says something like like a parent. But she just is like, you know, I can keep that. Like, that's what she can do. That like a person. She immediately can do. establishes herself as a link to hold on to memories. Yes, she basically provides like 
this is how I can be useful to you. Mm-hmm. And then over time learns like, oh, I can like use this mm-hmm. against other people. <laughs> True. But like the way that she is, you know, like geared is if you can stop a child from ever experiencing sadness, like ever, mm-hmm. you would, right? Mm-hmm. But as humans, we know like that's not not only is that not possible, but that's part of life. It's is, not healthy. It isn't healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's a point by like the like third like the three quarter part of the movie where Katie looks like an addict. Like mm-hmm. when she's denied Megan. Like when she's physically removed from her, she when will. She's like, like screaming yeah. in the back seat of the car. And she's she's getting violent. Like a, like she's a like four year old. She's lashing like, out. Yeah. At her. It's, yeah. Like and it's because it's like mainlining like how to offset your grief and yeah. if you haven't grieved like the last well, and I thing think I Gemma brings that up that. too she's like Katie you went through like the worst thing a child could physically go through yeah and you haven't had any time to process that well and this is also you know? part of Gemma's learning because like when uh, <clears throat> Katie first shows up and asks Gemma about like screen time Gemma yeah. doesn't care about screen time because yeah. she she, she's never thought about it as a parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is when she's seeing how the interactions between Megan and Katie are progressively getting worse the longer they're together is when she's starting to kind of understand some of the hard things that parents have to face in our modern world that right. like we didn't necessarily have to face as much when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. It's all changing so much all the time. Yeah. I'm really glad that it takes the like, isn't it fun? Like it, the Black Mirror equivalent of this would be like, <laughs> kids have trouble staying off their phones, huh? Because phones give them like everything they would ever need. It's like, what if it literally did? It could have stopped there. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have just been that surface level, but it chose to be like, no. What if this gave you something that, no- like, it does the actual deeper Black Mirror cut where it's like, but what if it scratched a human itch that, like, only technology that's advanced at this point could? Mm-hmm. Like... Megan can do voices when it reads you stories. Like, she can do anything. Like, oh, that's cool. right. Yeah, She can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And she can be the true Scream 3 voice changer. Because <laughs> she can record well, everything she's listening to. Yeah, and it, and like, brings it back. It and reuse it in different ways. Because she's all audio. Yeah, yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. And I, did, I didn't like what it happened at first. Because, like, it has the distortion. You can tell it's not to real. Make it. Yeah. Oh, it's very effective and works and makes it more realistic <laughs> yeah. that it's not like clear cut perfect. But oh, it was creepy. <laughs> I will say what this movie had going for it was it was extremely unnerving. Yeah. Like, for me, like AI anything scares like, the shit out of me. Even because it's very much just like an Alexa in this, my house. Yeah. Well, I said that. Alexas said. don't have weird eyes. It's scary. I said the, like, the very first time when um, when Gemma gave her like the Megan turn off command and she just I don't remember what she, she said, but didn't? she does it. She says something, I went, fuck that, no. Yep. I'm like, I'm like, if you ever like toward like Alexa do and then it just like but what if I didn't? I'm like, I would grab my cat and get the fuck well, out yeah, of my house. Like, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Well, they like, used in the trailer, and it was a little different in the actual movie, but in the trailer, they were like, they were having their conversation about pizza toppings, mm-hmm. and Megan's starting to be like, you know, when kids are forced to eat vegetables, it means they're less likely to do it when they're older, and Gemma just gives the command, Megan, turn off, and Megan just turns to her and goes, I thought we were having a conversation. Which is different in the movie. That's later. That's terrifying that's later in, movie, in that yeah. trailer. No, the, the freakiest one for me was when she was trying to go back. So, like, Megan ends up killing people. Uh, cause Shocking. She, she, she gets to that Ultron period where she's like, 
I can just protect Katie by killing anyone who ever, like, is mean to her. Mm -hmm. Which is like, whoa! Or (laughs) even just is in her life. Because, like, even Jim's boss isn't mean to Katie, but he's a means to an end. There are are a a couple times where I'm like, I think the AI is under the illusion, like, no, it's learning. I'm like, no, I think the AI is just a bitch. Because it just kills a bunch of people for no reason, and in ways that are deliberately... Like, sadistic. Well, like, those... The death of those two, I think, was mostly used as a distraction so she can steal a car and leave. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, she didn't go out of her way to, like, kill people for no reason. Because she she attacked the two other because they're trying to shut her down. Yeah. And that's when she gets the realization of Gemma's trying to shut me off. Well, and she starts to get that because after she attacks that kid in the woods, Gemma starts to look for, like... Because she can track her location, she can track everything she sees, oh, yeah, everything so she, she like input searches. She to, like, corrupts learn all things. her data, and she, she yeah, erases all of it. Her, and as she's yeah. learning it, it's like her home, her Alexa is like, "Is there a problem?" She's like, "Wait, uh, I, didn't I didn't ask for you." you. <laughs> also, Megan, I know that's and then Megan's fucking in the room there. Yeah, already. she closes the laptop, and Megan's right there. I've yeah, been like, "Hey, uh." Hey, I couldn't sleep. Do is that we a, have a yeah? Is that, a, is that an occupational, occupational hazard? hazard? Like you, that's what I'm like. All right, this thing is mean. Like this is not like Chucky from the the Child's Play movies gets to the murderous point because it doesn't have safeguards. Uh, it's deliberately like a defective product. Yeah, and it does have a misguided sense of it thinks it's doing the right thing. Well, and when the buddy doll first like injure something it isn't on purpose yeah because it's you see the point where it associates that violence can be good and it Mm -hmm. gives like positive stimulation to children too in the movie (laughs) he learns from watching texas chainsaw massacre 2 that violence can make people happy Mm -hmm. and he's like well if i did violence to things that are mean to andy then logically in my computer math brain that will give him pleasure so i will do that for him no matter what even if his mother is in the way. <clears throat> and then when he, like, escalates it to, like, I'm gonna hijack drones and put blades on them and kill people randomly, that's when I'm like, alright, maybe we're at <laughs> diabolical levels. Maybe we've, we've gone, gone a step yeah. too far, Chuck. Megan gets there We thought about right it if we away. could and never stopped to ask if we should. Mm-hmm. Like, when Katie is forced to go to, like, fun outdoor summer camp school and brings Megan with her... That's the very creepy scene in the trailer where Megan, like, on all fours is chasing after that well, kid. Like, I imagine that run was on purpose as, like, the statistically fastest yeah, way that she can run. Yeah, it's like uh, Will Smith, like, an iRobot. Like, all of those, like, uh, artificial intelligence things are human-sized and proportioned, and they're, like, not any more or less stronger but in order to be most efficient, yeah, they can just spider walk and it's mm-hmm. very creepy. Yeah. But yeah, after she uh, catches that kid, she tortures him <clears throat> first. Yeah, she like rips his ear off. Yeah, if you uh, were curious at how far an ear could stretch... It's very you're far. You're going to find out. It's, it's a lot further far. than anybody would think. Yeah, it's a lot further. And, and yeah, it's not like grabbing the lobe. It's like the top no, of the ear. No, she just... Yeah, with her titanium grip strength. Well, yeah, because she's made of... She has a titanium body, and then she's covered in, like, 
a latex skin, like a Terminator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she is. She is like she a Terminator. She becomes very Terminator esque at the end. She's of very T nine hundred between the eight hundred very bulky yeah. robot and the one thousand liquid metal robot. How <laughs> fucking creepy is it that like realistically in real life, like Megan? Obviously, it's not real, but like it's within the realm of reasonable possibility. Mm-hmm. Is more fluid than a fictional robot from the future. I don't want to think about that right <laughs> now. Man. That we're there. It's we made it happen. <laughs> it it does kind of remind me of the female Terminator in Terminator Three. Oh yeah, yeah. That one's very scary because it also has like weirdly huge eyes mm-hmm. and kind of banks on you, being like, "It's kind of cute." And then it's like, "Well, I've ripped your spine out now." Yeah, full Mortal Kombat. Oh, hey, Terminator's in Mortal Kombat. It is. Megan should be in Mortal Kombat. Megan Mortal Kombat 12. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, for a while I've been calling the new Mortal Kombat idea in my mind MK Ultra, but I do think it should be called Immortal Kombat, and it should only be robots. <laughs> <laughs> like robot versions of the Mortal Kombat characters? Or... No, like Megan. Oh. <laughs> or like Pennywise, who like can't be killed. Like things that cannot actually die. Horror icons. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Michael Myers finally can be in it. Um, so the progression from Megan just being kind of creepy and dangerous, Megan starting to kill people, and then Megan being a legitimate problem for the main characters does go through a kind of cool arc that we touched on a bit earlier, where Gemma does, like, have a good human moment with Katie, where she, like, gets her to open up about, like, what happened to her, maybe gets her to see some more perspective on, like, yeah, Megan feels good, but it's not what's right. Also, can we talk about the scene where Megan asks about death pretty early on? That was one of the creepiest ones, where they're talking about just stuff, because they're, they're yeah they're in the to, shop yeah like, like as they're just like running diagnostics on Megan and she's awake for it mm-hmm. like she but overhears their conversation it. and just like fucking Ultron as soon as humans are like well here are these all big abstract concepts we didn't program into you because like you're not supposed to know about death you're a toy mm-hmm. then she <laughs> looks it up herself well, yeah because she was like oh how did Katie's parents die when they're talking about Katie's parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's um, learning how to best she like get Googles at it immediately when they're like, We're not gonna tell you that. And she's yeah, like, All she right, finds, I'll find like, out myself. The, yeah, she finds like the news article or whatever it is and Yeah, they're like, Wait, I, I don't know how to like engage with Katie about death and she's like, Well yeah, well we haven't like taught you how to do that and she's like, I'll do it myself and then they're like, Wait, stop and before they can stop, she's like, Wait a minute. Death is the natural end of all life. Will I Will die? I die? She, like, looks at her and is like, will I die? And I'm like, don't answer her. Turn it off. <laughs> yes. Megan, turn it off. <laughs> Megan, turn it off. <laughs> when someone asks if, you, if they're a god, you say, you say no. no. <laughs> Do not give them ideas. <laughs> Be like, yep, you're going to die one day because all machines also die and are replaced all by better models. All die. You die, <laughs> Megan. Megan, Please look at this pen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe I fell for that again. <laughs> well, yeah, by the third time, she's like, "Are you? do you think I'm fucking stupid? She just grabs it. Oh, my God. The uh... And then it's like, I could stab this in the back of your neck and you could become paralyzed. And guess what? You'd be well, yeah, completely like, codependent on yeah, me. By the, Oops. End, by the end, she's like, I don't need, I can't need you dead, but I need you out of my way. So I'll just yeah. paralyze you so you are reliant on me as well. Yeah. Is it really creepy that the very first application of Megan I thought of 
was for invalid people. So, like, as Gemma is, like, going over all the things Megan can do, as we're seeing, like, her engaging with Katie, and uh, her dev team are like, uh, why does she need to do all of those things exactly? I was like, what is the parent going to do for the child? If yeah. Yeah, well, Megan's then somebody brings that up. Yeah, yeah, one of her team is like, why does she need to do all of those things? Yeah. Like, yeah, we did all of this stuff to make her very smart, but, like, we don't need to give her... Like maternal, maternal, needs. yeah. Like we don't need. She doesn't need to do that. She could just be like, buddy. Like kind of like child's play. Like stopped at like it serves He's a purpose as a end. toy. Yeah. But it's like if the person making that like just got saddled with kids and doesn't know how to deal with them, they're like, what if Chucky like did all of that for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, in the same vein, like they're like maybe we should stop right here because right around that time when she's like. And you know what? She can, like, diagnose kids with autism. I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting, and I can see the therapeutic thing. And then she's like, you know what? It also just, like, knows uh, how children should develop, and it reinforces them, and it never needs to go to sleep, and it's always there. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Uh, Outside of people that need, like, round-the-clock care, like, who would need this? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, when she's like, you could just be paralyzed, and, like, I could take care of you. I'm like, oh, no! Because she's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's what I thought you could do. Well, and this is also one of the things that I think makes Megan more maniacal than the buddy doll. Oh, yeah. Because before the buddy doll, like, goes on a rampage against Andy, too, Andy shuts him off himself. Yeah. Like, Andy takes the steps against him. Megan's ready to paralyze... uh, Gemma. Not Gemma. What's her... Katie. Katie. She's ready to paralyze her to be like... This is for your own benefit, so I can continue to protect you. She's willing yeah. to injure her to protect her right. before she's Katie's done anything wrong. Yeah. So I think that's something that just puts Megan more maniacally inclined because mm. she hasn't been spited by Katie, but she's ready to get her out of her way. Yeah. Like much like the big robot from The Incredibles, Megan is a learning robot, mm-hmm. and as she learns without the restrictions of like. You can't look up stuff about death. Mm. The questions she starts to ask herself become more and more complex. Where it's like, okay, well, how far can I go to, you know, protect, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Katie? She didn't know about death. Now that she knows about death, she's like, okay, well, if the stakes are Katie ceasing to exist, I'll do just about anything. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, okay, well, what if Katie is a danger to herself? Well, maybe I can incapacitate her and technically keep her alive and happy on the base level human understanding on paper of what mm-hmm. makes human life like need to happen. Yeah. Because she's a robot, she doesn't understand like you can't just be paralyzed like you need to like, experience life, you know. I'm impressed and I'm mostly, still mostly impressed that you brought up the Incredibles robot. <laughs> hey, that was the very first experience that yeah. a lot of people had with like, hey, Robots can, like, learn from their own... Learn and adapt. Yeah, because they're smart. If you teach them to, like, adapt to shit, everything they ever do is going to just build. And eventually, it's going to become smarter than you Mm -hmm. and be like, well, why the fuck do I need you? Or if it's Ultron, be like, well, you want me to protect the planet, but, like, you're destroying the planet, so, like, I'll kill all of you. Mm -hmm. Anytime you make AI smart like that, it's going to end badly. Or, you know... 
not in Buddy. Buddy was... Man, if they just, like, given that doll a chance, like, really, mm-hmm. it would have been okay. <laughs> I think it would have been fine. It would have just been a little bit nicer to him. Really? If they had just not taught him how to stab things? <laughs> this is for Tupac. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really seen... fun. Maybe it's worth it. I, yeah. I also just want to point out a little fun fact. Um, when we saw the child... That's the first time I actually met Danny, was when we went to go see... That's right. That's play right. Movie. Oh, my yes. God. Which is the only time I've seen that movie, so a lot of this is, like... I don't remember a lot of it, <laughs> but yeah, but that was the first time we met Danny. Was exactly. Full circle now. Full yeah. circle. <laughs> and look yeah. where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Danny lives nine minutes down the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else about Megan you want to say? just Or at least just in regards to her against any other AI. I mean, <laughs> I mean we talked about her versus the guys from Upgrade. <laughs> we did. I don't know. They, they could go either way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure she could learn how to fight. I'm sure she already knows. <laughs> She'll go full Matrix and just like downloading. Downloading. Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. Download complete. Oh man, Keanu Reeves should voice whatever the next Megan iteration. Megan 2.0. <laughs> yeah, whatever like sequel they're gonna make. If it's not like a girl, it should be voiced by Keanu. Reeves. Yes. Well, no, they have to make the the pair next. Megan and someone. Martin. <laughs> the bride of Megan. <laughs> the bride of Megan! <laughs> Not the groom of Megan, the bride of hey, Megan. Hey, 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 it's 2023. Well, yeah. I, listen, I'm all for LGBT cl- LGBTQ inclusive horror. It's great. I honestly think the next step, though, should be a robot dog. Like Cujo. Cujo, but it's like AI. Interesting. I'm not so. I'll see myself out of the office. (laughs) Also, I will say, um, just a fair warning, there is a dog in this movie. It does die. We do not see the dog die. Yes. But it does die. Or at least we're led to believe. She could have just just set it free. Well, I don't think she she did. I don't think she did. It's five feet. Oh, that's true. No, she buried him. Unless she She buried buried him alive. alive. Which (laughs) I think is worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think that she. One of the reasons that I think that she came out of the gate already more evil is that her first murder, like, was done coyly. Mm-hmm. Like, she kills the neighbor who owns the dog that bites Katie and has been giving Gemma shit for a long time. And she does it with... Well, that's after the boy. Well, yeah, but, like, she doesn't... Like, you pointed out astutely, she doesn't actually kill that kid. That's true. I mean, if anything, it taught her that, like, violence solves I say violence can be a means to an end. Right. But when she kills the neighbor, she uses chemicals. And she does it in a very weird, like... She's in a shed full of, like, a lot of sharp Mm -hmm. things, I would think. uh, And decides to go with the chemicals. Well, I don't even remember if she was around in the scene where we see that Gemma's yelling at her neighbor to stop spewing chemicals on her... I'm, I'm I, assuming I feel it like, happens I again. I feel like it's it's well because I feel like when she calls the cops after Katie gets bitten, mm. and she's she's going over a list sure. of That's all true. the things that this lady's been doing, and one thing she says she you know, she sprays her chemical shit all over my yard, and yeah, the chemical yeah. death is not That's a fun a very one. Very gnarly. It was death. like power wash into chemical power wash death. Yeah, it, it was intense, especially because at the time I was like, well, maybe she's not strong enough. Like, maybe she's like Chucky where she needs 
to do things in a way where she needs to be using a weapon or something mm-hmm. that brings she it to her She needs to be size. ingenuitive with her right. kills. But she's not. She's very strong. So she's just doing it for that's the what message. She was just a. She's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if that's one of the deaths that was worse in the R-rated cut. I mean, I don't know how it could be much worse. I'm just wondering if they showed more. That doesn't show a whole lot. That's one thing I have to say about this movie is the kills are good, but they don't, they're not like gruesome or or detailed. Yeah, I don't think there's any explicit There's not a whole lot of like on-screen like Yeah, I don't think there's like on-screen death really. I said the the closest to an on screen death I think is her getting sprayed with chemicals and she's not or the dead kid getting hit ends. by the car because we do pretty That's much true. see do, almost we, like we do see like, that, that was that I audibly guessed in the theater. I laughed though because like for whatever reason the kid like got rid of one of her shoes and like as soon as I saw the shoe on the road I'm like she if she could laugh she would have laughed because mm-hmm. she would have noticed it like for whatever weird reason. Um, man, she kills people in a way that seems like she likes it. Yeah. Like, she talks to Kurt through why he's being framed for murder and then murders him. Yeah. With his own hand. That's not cool. That's kind of fucked up. I'm gonna say that, yeah. (laughs) I don't think it's very cool that she does that. I don't think it's very cool. (laughs) Although in a very like Megan, that was very uncool of you. In a very similar like child's play like bit, like when she kills those two guys and leaves them in the elevator, and they're like preparing for this like you know like it's very diehard. That's well, well they said that the... was what it was based. Yeah. They, oh really? Yeah. Like the they were supposed it was to be an like an inspiration for oh, like a... diehard. Yeah. Because like the way that they frame the shot, like they have a bunch of people that have been invited to like for the unveiling of Megan. Mm-hmm. They're like, listen, like when she shows up, I'm gonna need you like big reactions, guys. Like everyone, like especially you young children, I need big reactions yeah. from you. And the first person sees uh, the elevator. The, yeah, the, the two dead bodies in the elevator and screams and everyone freaks out. And it reminds me that... Megan just, from, like, slyly yeah, walks out gone. the door. Yeah. She's like, bye. It reminds me of that scene from the, the remake of Child's Play. Like, right before they announce Buddy, like, that guy in the gets suit gets his throat cut yeah. and he, like, comes out and, like, bleeds over that kid. And the kid's like... The kid is traumatized. Oh, fuck. Yeah, all those kids are. Like, because they made a note to be like, hey, there's no little kids here. We should get some little kids. And then at that bit, they're like, hey, little kids, I need to make sure you guys are closest to see <laughs> to see everything. To see it. <laughs> Ooh. Man, that's a rough one for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Pro tip, uh, don't be a kid at an AI unveiling ceremony. I'm just like, don't sell AI to kids. No. Like, Probably also a good idea. I like Skynet's bad, but like... There are some applications for AI that are not like give it nuclear weapons. I was really f- afraid for a second of where you were gonna go with the Skynet is bad, but so Skynet okay. is bad, but you know what? Skynet <laughs> is bad, but is a really good you know, like open up like a hot take. According to the that's Matt's nu- icebreaker line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my like that meme of like that dude like cornering like a guy like a girl at a party. It's like. Listen, Skynet killed a lot of people, but actually they have a couple of good things about them. For a while, you've been to Universal before, right? You know about the uh, the Terminator like experience thing that they've got there. 
So that was my first experience, like, with Terminator. Mm-hmm. And they have a fun little, like... Like, before they do, like, whatever the experience is, in the line thing, they have all these videos playing about this company that develops what becomes Skynet. Like, it's not the company from Judgment Day, but it's, like, whatever fictional company. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about all of the applications they have for AI. And, like, they seem kind of awesome. It's, like, it helps planes travel. So, like, flights get a lot cheaper. People can go see their families more. Um, they develop, like, self-sustaining aircraft. So that, like, planes don't need to land. Obviously, like, for the military, that's bad. And especially yeah. if it's, like, drones and they're evil. But, like, <laughs> I can kind of see where they were coming from <laughs> with Skynet being good at, at first. first. <laughs> then they're like, we can give it nuclear weapons now. And then it went, what if I just, like, killed everybody? So, like, before that. Before the metal soldiers. Yeah. I, okay, so... <laughs> I think sometimes robot imaginations are cooler than human imaginations. Because I think that was an idea that, like, they came up with on their own. Because, like, after a point, like, the humans didn't create all of those things. The robots did. You don't think they, the humans created a robot soldier that they could, like, bring into battle with no. them? No, no, no. I think that they created Skynet to hold all of their weapons... And then Skynet used all their weapons on them and then created its own weapons, soldiers that were robots, just because they knew it was scary to humans. Because <laughs> robots are bastards, as we've learned from Megan. And they, Buddy. No, because he's not. He became kind of a bastard by the At end. At the end. Megan was it from the get-go. That's well, as true, soon as fair. she started being mean, as it I, was like, no. Megan good. became a bastard as soon as she went to the woods. Yeah. Nature is the real enemy here. For AI. Yeah. Nature corrupts AI. Life finds a way. A way. And that's where we'll that's end. two Jeff Goldblum quotes <laughs> in one podcast. Exactly. Pretty good, pretty good. Because movie. everything that uh, Ian Malcolm says about dinosaurs also makes sense for robots. Because did Ian Malcolm not also say... When Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down at Disney World, the pirates, the pirates don't, don't eat, eat the, the tourists, tourists, John. But what if they did? <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Megan doesn't eat. Or, Megan no, eat. Willy's Wonderland. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they eat them, but they probably would. Yeah. We've talked about a lot of robots on this episode. Not a lot of robots today. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, we'll cover episode. Megan, like, eventually. So <laughs> this was, like... This is more like robots. impressions. How do they work? <laughs> this is how they work. But how do they work? I don't know. It was kind of also about Tune that. into this podcast episode if you're ever taking a robotics course. We will be teaching you everything you will need to know about how robots work. Yeah. I mean, if you had seen <laughs> Wakanda cinema. Forever, we could also talk about how, like, you could just make robots in college. Apparent, according to movies, you can just do that. Like, it's easy. Like, they're like, yeah, I just made some battle suit. I mean, she like, made Bruce in college. She, yeah, and how fucking cool was Bruce? Bruce was Bruce was like Baymax, and she was just like, yeah, didn't do anything else with him. I'm like, dude, mark it. This Why? Shit. <laughs> to the military, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Use it for freight uh, things, like he did for the yeah, and giant aliens. Thing and aliens. <laughs> yeah, that should be where AI becomes for battle. Is like, no, no, it's for uh, quote unquote freight. It's for lifting heavy things, and it's like mech armor. It's for smack and shit. Yeah, it's for killing alien queens. (laughs) Robots and aliens, we've covered the whole... 
the whole gambit. We've talked a lot. I'm running on fumes. Welcome to the future. Matt's on his second monster. I've had like two hours. I've been filling up my water bottle since I got here, and I've been to the bathroom like nine times. Yeah, I know you have. (laughs) This is the year that I stay hydrated, so I got a big water bottle. I'm sorry. That was what I said at the very beginning of the episode. Hydrate, hydrate. Yes. Hydrate, hydrate. That is our motto for today. You know who doesn't need water? Robots. Robots. (laughs) So if you're ever in a the thing situation where you're like, AI has advanced so well that I'm not sure one of you isn't a robot, be like, hey, you want a tall glass of water? And if they say no, robot, they're a robot. I'm glad that's your litmus test. <laughs> well, it's that, or if they come out with weird How about AI if it songs. Bleed? Well, I don't know. It could be. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Stab I'm not trying it. to cut people. <laughs> Stab your friends! I'm trying to have like a cool like fourth episode of Supernatural where they're like, oh, we can figure out demons by just saying Cristo in front of them. And then they, and they never, never use do that, that again. again. <laughs> See, this is a lot less conspicuous than like, give me your fucking hand, I'm gonna cut it open. This is just like, hey, you want some water? And if they're like, <laughs> no, I'd be like, what biological thing would not accept water? Must be a robot. Fun fact, you can also find a demon that way, if it's holy water. That's true. There you have it, folks. <laughs> Robots, aliens, demons. If you use holy water. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is the way. Wow, that was a strange way to end the podcast. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Follow our Instagram at underscore square horror podcast. You can reach us square horror podcast at gmail.com to talk to us yeah. about AI or Jesus. Yeah, let us know. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> let us know what you thought about Megan. It's a big deal, and uh, a lot of people, I'm sure, are going to go see it. It's uh, cramping Avatar style right now, which is kind of funny. But, like, imagine you spent 12 years on like a very important thing. And then a movie was like, look at this girl that kind of no, looks Avatar not No, Avatar already got cramped by Puss in Boots The Last Wish. And <laughs> Violent Night. Come on, folks. Sean told me that he watched Puss in Boots The Last Wish and cried. Oh, it looks like it actually and is gorgeous. Well, yeah, but like he, I'm talking like, he said like story-wise. Really? Like, and my brother is like a film student now. Like, he's mm-hmm. watched a lot of movies and like, is... Oh, like, it takes a lot to impress him. So, like, if Puss in Boots, The Last <laughs> Wish, impressed him, like, I gotta go see it. That kind yeah. of makes me so, like... Like, and you know who's like... in it? Florence Pugh. How could it not be Of good? course. Oh, she's great. Exactly. Uh, that was... I already said my advice. <laughs> Until next time, you stay spooky out there. Thanks for being on your stuff. Hey, anytime. Anytime.